are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. We don't always do this, but we're doing it today. We're doubling up. All right, you college kids out there, you don't don't score where you think I'm going with that one. All right, <laughs> Mike Shashevsky. This is his last week in college basketball. Hmm. Uh, regular regular season. season, right? Man, it's gonna feel weird not having Mike Shashevsky in. I don't know that there's anybody more synonymous with their sport than Mike Shashevsky. Everybody knows who Coach K is. That's right. Mm-hmm. My dad is. Well, I mean, yes, my dad knows who Coach K is. Um. Yeah, I mean, there there are examples, of course, in every sport where, you know, Brady and then the NFL, blah, right. be, be, Belichick, blah, blah, blah. You can go up and down. Every sport can come up with yeah. somebody who's in that position, but it's really impressive to be in that position, and there's no question what, that Krzyzewski about- is kind of the, the mascot, the fallback name. Everybody who understands that there's such a thing as college basketball but never actually watches college right. basketball knows Coach K. Right. And that and when you can transcend through, you know, just folks who are hardline sports fans, then you've done a pretty What's impressive. What's pretty job. amazing about him and sorry Arizona fans, I know you don't like Duke, that's cool, whatever. Um is how he was able to stay on the cutting edge of college basketball for as long as he did cuz he comes in in the early 1980s and his team I mean, they got it. They've got a chance to win the national championship this year. You see other guys that they struggled transitioning from era to era. I mean, Roy Williams, I think, was a perfect example. I think Roy Williams, at the very end, didn't get the the transfer market slash the. I don't want to say the one and dones because it's not like he didn't have talent at North Carolina, but he certainly struggled at the end. And you're seeing, I think, a, lot, a product of what mm-hmm. that struggle is this year with uh, uh, Hubert Davis. Um, Shashevsky really was able to goes from the four-year guys then who are the clean cut types you know then you go into the mid-90s you start going after a few more of the I guess kind of your your one and done types then you get into this new era where it's a transfer portal and you're the Olympic coach he was able to navigate like four plus uh, eras of of basketball which is pretty damn impressive it is it is uh, in in the changing landscape and and we don't know. I mean, hell, he's 75 years old. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know. Nat- is this black hair natural, do you think? Well, of course it is. I, I, just, as, just as it was for Gene Cady. Uh, they're, they're some, some basketball coaches especially. I mean, you know, Lute Olson was the exception here. He just had gray hair from, from the time he was, you know, 22 years old. All these other coaches have had this jet black hair. It's, right. just, it's just one of those things. Olson was the outlier when it came to, you know, actual hair right, color right uh you know the other coaches you know it's just that that's right. that's the nature of how it is when you're a college basketball coach for some reason you just never go gray right and um you know Shashevsky, um you know more power to him right in that regard amazingly and i've heard this rumor once you get off the sidelines and decide to engage in other activities it's possible that the follicles that you have might change mm-hmm. colors. Right. So it, it, that, that, that not could, always. Not always, but that could potentially happen. Right. Uh, you, you, I think that's been scientifically proven. Um, but you're you're right. I, I think the closest example of this right now is Bill Self, right? Uh, who has been at a premier program for a long period of time, 
who has transitioned what it is that's expected and uh, done it effectively. You know what, you know what, you know, I guess you could say the same for Calipari, but it feels like Calipari always had one style and was effective yeah, with it. Self and Krzyzewski, or Krzyzewski and Self, have been guys who have more kind of transitioned with, you know, I always the like, changes self in reminds, the game. Self reminds me a little bit of Lute Olsen in the, in the aspect that he gets guys, he gets so interesting, whereas Calipari just gets the best player at every position mm-hmm. across the board. Uh... Self gets the equivalent of a lot of three-star kids that by the time they're juniors and seniors are really good. And oh, by the way, I'm also going to mix in a Joel Embiid and an Andrew Wiggins in there as well. Self to me is the one guy I've always I've always admired his recruiting uh, uh, his recruiting acumen, I guess, for lack of a better term, just the way that he's able to. He can construct teams very well and yes. understands how to do so at the college level, and so does Shashevsky. And there's never uh, clearly correct. And unlike Kentucky, where because uh, it sounds like the model that you just talked about with self is pretty much what Duke does too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's why you're looking at a guy in Shashevsky that uh, you know, he's he's the face of college basketball. One thing and this is a this is called a tease right here. But one thing though that I am going to tell you guys all about though is the bet online sports book. If you could bet on a tease, where the tease would go in a podcast, it would be on the bet online sports book. I don't know that they have it on there, but that's what we're talking about there. That You say, Mike, shoot, these are outlandish proclamations. For most betting websites, they are. Not for Bet Online Sportsbook. Be right back with you. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Talking more Duke basketball here. Okay. Um, Arizona. If Arizona were to beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. Okay. Do you realize the something that would be incredibly impressive that they would have, this program would have done in I a twenty-five-year window? I think One, I do. Twenty-five years ago, uh-huh. the other now was no. it Dean Smith's last game? You and Dean and it would, Smith, it would, you and would, Mike Shishovsky. Oh man, that's called back that's in the fitting. End. That really that is. Would be kind uh-huh. of, that actually would be fascinating wow. as well. Yeah. So you know, those are obviously two of the titans of uh, college basketball. You know what's fascinating about basketball in North Carolina? <laughs> is all of the programs that are within like a 20-mile radius of each other. Duke, North Carolina, eight miles away. That, to me, that's always why. And I know Kevin Woodman always says that it's like the Dodgers and the Giants or something is the best rivalry and whatever. The thing that makes Duke, North Carolina so interesting to me is that they're eight miles apart from Mm -hmm. each other. Right. And that they dominated in the manner in which they did Mm -hmm. for the longest time. I mean, in the last, I believe since 1980... So in the last 42 years, 41 years, well, I guess 40 because of the COVID year, uh, Duke has accounted for five national championships. North Carolina has accounted for five. 25% of college basketball's national championships. Are in an eight-mile radius. That, that's pretty That's good. That's, that's impressive. impressive, too. Yeah, it is. And then you've also got other schools, too, that are obviously not like that. But you've got North Carolina State. You've got Wake Forest. Those are places where you can win. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So again, I guess they like their basketball in North Carolina. Is what I'm. It well, does seem. It does seem so. And 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 that is one of the I think interesting things about college, and and that that maybe translates less to the pros. It's not an entirely clean comparison here, but there are definite pockets that are like the SEC is a college football pocket. Mm-hmm. Texas is a college football right. pocket. Oklahoma is a top college football uh, pocket. And yes, Texas and Oklahoma, of course, are moving to the SEC, but obviously they, they were in the Big 12 forever. Right. Um, you know, but for basketball, 
it's not the ACC per se, but it's that little area in North Carolina that's basketball heavy. Right. So you know that you're growing up being a basketball fan around there. And as a result of that, you're just probably always going to be a little bit more connected to the sport than maybe they are in some other locations. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that that's, uh, I think that's very, uh, very uh, safe to say. Now, with what will you remember most about Mike Krzyzewski? Other than the fact that, that he's going to be, he is going to, and he is going to be the argument of was Shashevsky actually the best coach? Uh, once he finally retires, there's going to be, and and the argument that is on his side that doesn't work for Wooden is that Wooden uh, won a bunch of championships when you only needed to win three games mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament, and Shashevsky had to go through six. Uh, so 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 Shashevsky's ability to, as you noted adapt to be the face of college basketball and to win that gauntlet that many times is is uh very and, effective and the final For tucson four- fans it's very and it's it's also very interesting too in that he has i think uh he he was the face of the excuse my pg language here the yak crap version of being leave it to beaver in the early days of college basketball. Whether this was on purpose or accidental, he embraced being the good guy in the face of UNLV. Mm-hmm. And this is when Duke was real. Yes, Duke had been to a Final Four uh, earlier, I think, in the, you know, before the rise of Tarkania at UNLV. Mm-hmm. But he was able to, Shashevsky was able to capitalize on they're the baddies and we're the good guys, and that played. Mm-hmm. and that, But it also is the reason that Duke is, one of the reasons that Duke is so hated, because they played up that goody-two-shoe nonsense so much for so long, and then also got good, so it also, so, so, so that combination pissed people off. But as, t- as time has progressed, and maybe, maybe this is just me getting older, some of the folks listening to this podcast may still have wretched vitriol toward the Duke basketball program. Maybe they do. Certainly in North Carolina they do, and that's obviously understandable. But it feels to me like there's been a greater appreciation for Krzyzewski's longevity and and a welcoming of, yeah, the guy's good, the program's good. There's more of a respect in there as opposed to a hatred. Maybe maybe, maybe that's just me growing up a little bit. I think with... uh... Maybe it is you growing up. I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick... Wow, are you saying that's not the case? Let's take you a quick break. But uh, again, run your pool. All right. You might be saying, run your pool. What does that mean? All right. Here, I'm going to actually read this. Along with standard brackets, run your pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick. Both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. Oh, cool. Clearly, we run... Clearly, we believe run your pool uh, because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. Okay, basically, this is where you can get your own pool stuff. It sounds pretty cool. If you want to play against us for a shot at cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10. All right, there you go. Look forward to seeing you. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Real quick on Coach K before we sign off here. The one thing that I do find that that does suck for Arizona fan is that I do believe, and granted, uh, anybody that watched that 2001 game knows what I'm talking about. I don't need to get into the officiating there. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that that was also his best team. 
Krzyzewski's best team. I do believe it was his best team. Okay. I believe across right. the board that was his best team because when you have when you have Jason Williams, Mike Dunleavy, Shane Battier, Carlos Boozer, Chris Duhon, these are all guys that played in the NBA, with the exception of Williams, who would have, mm-hmm. who played in the NBA for 10-plus years. Uh, three of them are all-stars. So... You know that's that's something that I, I I've always thought that that was their that was his best team. It's just unfortunate that he came against Arizona. Now the one thing that is really annoying, we could still bring that up. That was still the most egregious call, non-call no. I've ever seen in college basketball history. Yes, with mm-hmm. you and anybody Arizona fan should know it. And if you don't know the play I'm talking about, then you're not an Arizona fan. Um, watching it live, and keep in mind I was shoot 2000, I was 15 at the time. It was so weird because when Williams jumps on Gardner's back, like there's like there was this pause for me where it's like, oh crap, he just picked up his fourth foul. Right. <clears throat> right. And then And everybody else and, and and it was this weird kind kind of like time stopped moment. Right. And, and, and exactly. for Gardner on the floor, and like everybody's kind of looking around because you know there's gonna be a whistle. Right. And then three And if you're a Duke seconds. fan, it's a silence. And if you're an Arizona fan, it's like Keep in mind this is Duke's I'm best. Waiting for, keep in mind this yeah. is Duke's best player. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for Three the whistle here. Four seconds go off. Four seconds go off. And then after a while it's like, what the mm-hmm. they didn't call that. They didn't call that. Yep. That And it kept him in the game and it, kept Duke um, not quite at arm's length, but almost like hands length. Duke, that where, game becomes yeah. Duke it's was a very all, Duke different was game. always kind of at arm's length, mm-hmm. by arm's length, basically between three and eight, yeah. pretty much the whole game. Yep. But that one right there, if that mm-hmm. if that man goes out, that right. changes things entirely. Yeah. And the other frustration, of course, is that Gilbert Arenas Correct. was injured the game before. Correct. The Arenas thing is something that you can't control. True. That, the officiating That's thing true. is certainly something that I thought you could control. Either way. And, the- and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it certainly in Tucson uh, enhanced the reputation of Duke getting the calls. Mm-hmm. And, and whatever conspiracy theories started to follow through with Duke, uh, those are those the, those are one that worked into that equation. There's a story uh, about an NCAA official at the UNLV game, I think, you know, which is now 30 years ago, uh, cheering uh, when when Duke knocked off UNLV or cheering about a call or something like which that. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't at surprise all. me at all. But it, it it plays in those little things play into the Duke got the benefit of wanting to be the marketing darlings during that course of time. And that uh, fourth foul not called against Williams certainly played into that narrative. All right. Either way, tip of the cap to Mike Shashevsky. You yeah, did, all those aside, you did a, you did a absolutely damn, phenomenal you did. coach, and he was a remarkable ambassador I, of college and, basketball. And one thing that I do, and still is. And one thing I got to give him a lot of credit for, too, and I give, um, you're, you're not a LeBron guy. I like LeBron more than you. But one thing, when you're in the public eye that long and you really don't have any scandal, no matter what you think of somebody, it's I'll give a little bit of give a little bit of kudos to right there. I'm sure you, I'm sure Coach K was listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast because we know where you go to get the best source of information. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke.